Hey y'all and welcome back to our 10th episode of Becoming No One. I'm your host Big Taj and today we're going to talk about astral projection. Now before we get started y'all I need to make a disclaimer. One, if you plan on attempting anything that has to do with astral projection, start out with lucid dreaming first, okay? Now, we're going to talk about lucid dreaming in the episode after this one, but this episode is probably going to be another two-part series just because there's so much information that needs to be covered, and I want to make sure that we cover all of our bases and we understand what astral projection is, how we're experiencing it when we're awake, when we're up, and how we're experiencing it when we're asleep as well, okay? So we're going to talk about like the conscious mind, the subconscious mind how they both work and what they operate with, you know, in our body, meaning like the conscious mind is usually moving our body, whereas the subconscious mind moves our astral body, which we'll talk about those two separate things as well. Okay. So now that we have that good understanding of what the astral body is, and we understand the spiritual side of us, it'll be so much easier to explain astral projection and why you would need to practice, practice this in your living life. Okay. Um, but again, just a disclaimer, Wait until I do the episode on lucid dreaming before trying any of this, okay? Trust me, it's going to be so much easier for you to navigate the astral plane once you've done so or practice in lucid dreaming so you can understand how your body operates. It's almost like if you play in a video game and you put it on practice mode. Yeah, that's what lucid dreaming is. Okay, so it kind of prepares you for the real thing, if that makes sense. So that's why I'm saying that. So just trust me, start with lucid dreaming. If you need help getting into a lucid state, mugwort is really good. You can get a mugwort tea off of Amazon or anywhere, any herbal store, any um, local farmer's markets, anything like that. So the first normal question is, what is astral projection, right? Now, astral actually has to do with the astral body. That's why we needed to cover the astral plane before so that I can break down to you guys. Well, basically, so you guys can get a full understanding of what the astral body is before we get to astral projection, lucid dreaming, stuff like that. Okay. So astral projection is when you project your astral body. So we have a physical body or a chemical body, but we also have a light body or an astral body. Okay. And that's associated with our third eye. So this is the body that we use when we're dreaming. All right. So astral projection is when you project your astral body or your consciousness into another reality realm or place. Your astral body is your consciousness is made up of subtle energy or etheric matter. And um, it's your body's double. So you have a chemical physical body, but you also have a light body as well, which is the astral body. So remember when I said that every piece of physical matter has an astral counterpart, basically our astral body is our body's astral counterpart. Okay. And what we're going to be learning in these next couple episodes is how to actually use it and how it operates. So everything that we've been learning over these last 10 weeks has kind of been leading up to the stuff that I'm teaching now. Okay. Because a lot of people want to learn when they think about spirituality, they want to learn about astral travel. They want to learn about lucid dreaming and stuff like that. But first you really need to know how you're designed. You need to understand what your state of being actually is. And then once you understand that and what both of your bodies can actually do, then you'll be able to, you know, explore more and expand your consciousness. Cause the astral plane is basically for us to expand our consciousness, for us to go learn and get guidance so that when we wake up in the waking life, we can have the best human experience possible. Okay. So, um, that's what this is about. We've been leading up to this very moment. Okay. Now I do kind of want to go over some common questions and stuff that people normally have about astral projection before we jump into the nitty gritty. So the first thing is, can you get lost? People always ask this, are you able to get lost when you're astral projecting? 
That's a really good question. I would want to know that shit too, right? <laughs> so the answer is no, because there's like a silver cord that kind of connects your astral body to your physical body. A lot of people who do um, astral projection regularly will say that they have turned around and seen this silver cord. Um, but yeah, there's a silver cord. If you need a good representation of what this looks like, again, Midnight Gospel on Netflix, the fifth episode, Annihilation of Joy, how the soul bird is attached to the being who is basically trying to escape this prison. That is what it is. That's what it looks like. Okay. So um, now the thing that you do need to know in addition to this, though, is that um, if this silver cord does break, you do pass away. Now, this is something that does not happen very often. Like it's so rare that people don't really even talk about it, but it is a possibility. And you know how I am. I need y'all to have all the details, not just the ones they want to share with you, period. So since we're talking about when that cord cuts, basically it's instant death. Let me uh, make sure that I connect the dots from last episode real quick. Okay. So um, basically the astral body is around for quite some time after a person dies. Most of the time it hovers around that grave site. So in the last episode, I was explaining churchyard ghost and how you sometimes see the etheric shell of a person who just passed hovering over the tomb. It's really like a thinner shell of the soul because your astral body is really like your soul. Okay. So in the last episode, we also talked about how when we, or when ordinary people die, they exist as an arrangement of the astral body called the karma lupa on the astral plane once they have passed over. All right. So basically the karma lupa is pieces of the astral body, but whatever is left of the astral body is what you'll see hovering over the gravesite. I hope that makes it clear for you guys. And then another thing you need to know about the astral body is that when someone passes away a couple of minutes before, not minutes, but a couple of seconds before that person actually passes in the physical, their astral body will show up in front of their family members. So if you've been on TikTok and you've heard like stories of people talking about um, like there was this guy on TikTok who was talking about a friend he was going to visit and he was on his way to that friend's house. And he said he had this whole story about, you know, going to the friend's house, sitting on the couch, talking to the friend, whatever. And then his wife calls him and he said it kind of went black and he answered the phone and his wife was like, oh my gosh, he just passed away in a car accident. And he thought, literally thought the whole time that he was over there talking to his friend and he was really talking to like the ghost of his friend, like people have a strong desire, especially when they don't understand death, they have a strong desire to see the people that they loved. So because they have that very strong intention, their astral body will kind of project from their body as is dying and go see their family members. So sometimes you'll see people appear or you'll say, I, I see him, you know, appear before he passed away. That's what this is coming from. Now, another common question that people have is whether or not astral projection and lucid dreaming are the same thing. And the short answer is no, they're not the same thing. Okay. So when you're astral projecting your consciousness, indigo, ray body, astral body, whatever you want to call it, soul that is leaving and going somewhere else, but you are fully aware and fully conscious during the process, if that makes sense. So you feel your soul leave your body and then you get to basically set an intention and decide where you're going. Whereas lucid dreaming is basically becoming aware during a dream. Okay. Now there's ways for you to reach this lucid dreaming state, which we'll talk about once we talk about that episode, but lucid dreaming is just basically you noticing that you're dreaming and you becoming aware without like panicking and freaking out because dream people don't really like that. Okay. So 
No, they're not the same thing, okay? Now, there are some dangers when astral projection because you go to places based on where you're vibrating. So this is why it's really important, again, for you to raise your vibration because if you're not at the vib right vibration and you're trying to astral project from a low vibration, nine times out of 10, you're going to go to a low vibrational place like the seven uh, subdivision I talked about in the last episode where it kind of looks like soul. There's just like these undesirable beings that exist in that plane, you might end up there. You might take the elevator floor down if you have not raised, risen your uh, vibration enough. Okay. So it's really, really important. Your vibration in this reality can take you to some lower places and lower vibrational places, which I talked about. So make sure that you keep the place where you sleep in good condition. Okay. That's really, really important. Make sure that it's organized. Make sure that you purify your space and your energy. There's some frequencies on YouTube that you can listen to. There's a channel called Ninad. N-I-N-A-D, that's really good, pure frequencies. Um, but you need to purify your space so that you can avoid these lower level encounters, okay? Also, you can feel like you're falling when this is happening. So it kind of feels like you're falling. You might hear like a swishing noise. You might hear metal clanking, or you might start to hear something familiar, like familiar sounds, like maybe somebody calling your name. But those sounds are of your own creation, okay? Um, astral projection, the reason why you need to consider astral projection is because astral projection is preparation for death just like meditation okay so you know that thing uh we don't like to talk about death yeah but we need to be prepared when it happens okay so there's books that you can read like the egyptian book of the dead the tibetan book of the dead the dead sea scrolls like all of those things are really preparing you for death even the bible even judaism like all of that is preparing you for this you know crossing over okay um so you need to make sure that you know this stuff just so that you don't end up being one of those earthbound spirits that end up terrorizing the people who are still here. Okay, because we don't want that. Now, there are also sometimes that we start to astral project while we awake and we don't actually realize that it's happening. So I want to point those out, too, before we really jump into how to prepare for this. What is it? All of that. Okay, so. Um, basically we chalk this up as a coincidence, but sometimes when we're going into psychosis, when something really traumatic happens, um, also our astral body leaves to the astral plane when we're under medication or drugs as well. Um, also during any loss of consciousness. Okay. So people who are ill or who are weak tend to experience this a lot of times. That's why there's a lot of stories of people having near-death experiences or people being in comas and them watching the doctors in the hallway talk about them and coming to consciousness and confronting them, like stuff like that. That's why a lot of that happens because when you're in these um, loss of consciousness or you're in this really relaxed state, your, your astral body starts to astral project without you even knowing it, okay? Also can happen in traumatic events, all right? Um, but the duration of the loss of consciousness actually... Um, will determine how long you're astral projecting as well. Also, um, sudden projections will happen, which kind of for us feels like breathlessness. But depending on if we're jolted suddenly, if we're hit, if we're standing still and something hits us and we're jolted, or if we're walking and something is stationary and we hit it, the reason why we feel breathlessness or we feel like we got to catch our breath is because our astral body was not notified that we were about to stop suddenly and it continues to move. So there's a little slight projection that happens. And that's why we feel like... <gasps> I got to catch my breath. Like, hold on, wait a second. I need a second, right? Even if you hit in a sport before, you feel that breathlessness because your astral body is not prepared for the hit, okay? 
Okay, Todger, so now we understand what astral projection is and the difference between astral projection and lucid dreaming and the little nuances that go along with astral projection, the little tidbits we need to know. How do we prepare to astral project? Okay, that's the next question. First, practice with lucid dreaming. All right, that's first. Try to become aware of your dreams. Keep a dream journal as well because that'll actually help you keep track of these. Okay, and if you start, whatever you start paying attention to, you will get more of that. So if you start paying attention to your dreams, you will dream more. Okay, that's the whole theory. All right. But just like when you had to practice walking, you need to practice using your spiritual body as well. Okay, practice makes perfect. And there are techniques to help you become better at this. But it does require some determination on your side as well. You can't just give up if it don't go your way. If you end up in a lower place, go ahead, come up out of it. But then work on raising your vibration and then focus on lucid dreams until you can get to a place where you can astral project safely. OK, but your vibration does need to be high. OK, so don't just give up at the first sight of trouble. All right. Because you didn't give up when it came to you walking. It's the same thing. All right. So practice through meditation. Practice through visualization. OK, because you remember I said going into meditative or visualization really, really helps prepare you for passing over because you can create your own world. Well, once you start actually astral projection, you can go over there and create your own world as well. Okay. So through meditation and visualization, also, um, there are two ways to enter into an altered state of consciousness and astral projection actually requires you entering into an altered state of consciousness. The first way is without any help is going to be through meditation and visualization. The second way is drugs and alcohol. Now, alcohol is a low vibrational drug, all right? So it's not the best method, and that's why a lot of people get attacked when they are on alcohol and they get those intrusive thoughts or those um, dark thoughts will come to you while you're drinking alcohol, and it's because you probably have attached one of those um, artificial beings that I talked about in the last episode. You probably have attached one of those to you because they prey on bars and clubs and concerts, places where people are going to be drinking if that is the vice that they go after. Okay. So the other thing, so they don't call alcohol spirits for no reason, y'all. So just be, it does, you need to be aware that it does put you in an altered state of consciousness. All right. That's all you really need to be aware of. Now, the second part of this is the drugs that come from the earth. Now, I done talked about these before. These are our teachers. They teach us what it feels like to be in that state so that when we go into meditation and visualization, we know what the feeling is. We know how, what we're trying to reach for, okay? But we should not become codependent on these, all right? Now, you are able, like I said, to enter into an altered state of consciousness by yourself, but it is okay if you know you need some help as well, all right? Now, I already talked about the dream journal. Make sure that you're writing down your dreams. It's very helpful. You can also set, of a, set an alarm in the middle of the night and then go back to sleep. So what I mean by that is I usually set an alarm for five o'clock and then I go back to sleep till seven. All right. But in that period of you waking up, you need like 15 minutes where you can move around. I wouldn't check your phone. Don't check no emails. Don't check nothing like that. Nothing that you would do in your normal day to day life. But get up and maybe meditate, do stretch, do some yoga, maybe go to the bathroom and come back. You need to be awake for like 15 to 30 minutes and then go back to sleep that is usually the easiest way to get into astral projection or lucid dreaming because your body is already relaxed all right so that is really good way and what you can do when you're if you decide to meditate during this time 
basically set your intention say I will project on the astral plane tonight as I sleep and be fully conscious during this process okay I will visit the Akashic records while my chemical body is still asleep I will meet my spirit guys on the astral plane tonight as my body sleeps but my consciousness stays awake like literally tell your mind and tell your body what you're trying to do because your body already knows how to do it you don't need no help in that area it already knows what to do so tell your guides tell your body what you want and it will help you all right studying as well study study subjects right before you go to bed about astral projection watch some videos on youtube because again the more that you're paying attention to this the more it will come your way okay and if a lot of times what we need to understand again that our brain tries to connect the dots when we're asleep so if we're talking about thinking about astral projection all day on day nine times out of ten we're going to astral project when we go to sleep okay so make sure that you educating yourself on it make sure that um you're thinking about it before you go to sleep and you set the right intentions okay put protection over yourself as well all right when you go into a meditative state imagine yourself in a gold ball of light or a white ball of light of protection all right and ask your guides ask your guides and your angels and your family to protect you on the astral plane Tell them that you need help and say, you are, I need you to interfere if I'm in danger. You just have to tell them what you want. Okay. Now, another good practice is to put a pillow underneath your, your legs, kind of where your knee is underneath your knees and put one behind your head and try to be as still as possible. You want to stay awake, but you want to make sure that your body is like not moving, like nothing moves. Try to be as inactive as possible. All right. Now, in the beginning, you may experience something referred to as the pile up, but basically it's when your body can only halfway start to astral project. Um, but again, people usually refer to this as night, night terrors, sleep paralysis, night paralysis, all of that. So when this is happening, no matter what you see, you have to try to stay calm. Um, I usually say to myself, you are safe. And I try to like close my eyes and relax. Um, panicking is the worst thing that you can do. And if you want to return to your physical body, try moving your fingers and toes first. Okay. Like go into a relaxed state because you can't do it from a heightened state. So you have to be relaxed, go into a relaxed state and really set the intention. I want to move my fingers. I want to move my feet. Okay. And try to do that. Now, if you actually want to astral project, just imagine yourself floating to the ceiling because you are actually using your astral senses at that time, which is powered by your subconscious will and your subconscious will can actually do that. Whereas your subconscious will is not responsible for moving your body your conscious mind is okay and we're going to talk about that a little bit later so basically just know that when you're trying to do this you might start to experience night terrors or sleep paralysis more if you're not getting the right amount of sleep and all of that all right so what can you do on the astral plane all right. So you can go to healing centers. You can study in the Akashic records. There's libraries. There's beings that can help you and guide you. You can visit your spirit guides. You can connect with deities or other beings. You can meet with your star guide, which is different than your spirit guides. OK, um, you can go and seek knowledge again from the universal library, which is that universal logo. So we were just talking about the Akashic records. It's on the eighth plane. We'll talk about planes a little bit later. Um, you can build your dream world in your safe haven which is basically going to be the place where you go after you pass away. Okay. So you want to start building that. Watch the movie. Y'all and told y'all about 50, 11 times. Watch what dreams may come with Robin Williams. Okay. When he first passes over that world that he created is of his wife's painting. He created that world. You get to create yours as well. Okay. So just, you can do that. 
Um, but also you can visit family. It doesn't have to be anything on the astral plane. If you're astral projecting, you can literally say, I wonder what my brother doing in Indiana and go visit him. Like literally you astral project out of your body and you're in your room first or in a safe place, wherever you imagine yourself to be, because there's a way to do this. And we'll talk about that later, but you're in a safe place first, and then you get to decide where you're going to go. So you can go and check on family member. Even if you 2000 miles away, you can go to the pyramids. Somebody even went to the bottom of the ocean and said she would never do that again i wouldn't recommend that either baby it's unexplored okay why do you think that you should explore it all right anyways but you can go anywhere is what i'm saying all right now there are several different types of projection that we need to talk about there, there's three types conscious projection partially conscious and unconscious okay they're either voluntary or involuntary meaning that you either are doing it or it's just happening all right. So first you need to know that when you're in an unconscious state or in autopilot, the subconscious will is controlling your astral body also happens when you're in a motionless state. All right. So anytime that you're not physically anything that's not physical, right, is controlled by your subconscious will, which is your subconscious mind. All right. Whereas moving your body and stuff like that is um, actually done by your conscious mind. All right. So. If you experience a heavy blow to the head or you're pushed very quickly, your body start, your astral body will start to astral project because it's ran by your subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind doesn't actually move your body. It just moves your astral body, but your astral body is housed within this physical body. So if something suddenly happens to the physical body, the subconscious mind is not aware of it. If that makes sense, like it, it's just doing what it normally does. So it falls forward just like you fall forward. And sometimes there's a little bit of separation there. All right. Um, basic laws of astral projection is it is not the conscious mind that causes astral projection, but the subconscious will. Why is that important? Because from our ego episode, what is stored in your subconscious mind? Okay. All of your fears, all of your traumas, all right. Everything that you have not dealt with is stored in your subconscious mind. So this is why it's important for you to do shadow work, for you to raise your vibration, because you have to deal with your past trauma. Otherwise, you're going to meet it face to face. You're going to see dark entities and dark beings. Those beings we talked about in the last episode, you're going to see them based off of your vibration if you don't fix it. OK, so that's why we need to know this. The subconscious mind powers the astral body. So that means those fears and those traumas are right up in your face. There's nowhere for them to hide because that's where we're storing them. All right. So just a random tidbit as well. When you walk, you are also using your subconscious and your unconscious mind. So when you suddenly stop, sometimes the astral body will keep moving for a split second and that will also cause separation. What I mean by that is say that you're standing still and you're talking to your friends. When you're standing and you're talking to your friends, you're in, you're on autopilot. So your subconscious mind is actually in control, right? But say your friends are like, okay, let's walk down a street to a bar. And you start to walk down the street. Well, if you know where the bar is and y'all just chatting it up, you kind of go on autopilot again. So your conscious mind is what actually tells you to start moving towards the bar. But then your unconscious mind or subconscious mind kicks in again as you go on autopilot. So say that you're walking down the street and you're not paying attention and you start to walk into the middle of the street and your, your friend screams your name because a car is coming. If you suddenly stop, you'll probably feel like you lost your breath a little bit. And it's because your subconscious mind and your conscious mind are separate entities okay your astral body and your physical body are separate entities so just because your physical body stopped suddenly it did not notify your astral body so your astral body tried to keep walking and then was sucked back into your body and that's why you feel that breathlessness okay so just so we're clear 
Your conscious mind is responsible for your thoughts, your ideas, your opinions, your critically thinking, but it also moves your body. Okay. That is your conscious mind. Meaning that if you wake up in the morning, your conscious mind is what tells you to sit up. It tells you to walk to the bathroom. Okay. But your subconscious mind or your subconscious will is responsible for your unconscious being. So anytime that you're motionless, anytime you're asleep, your subconscious mind is taken over because your conscious mind is like your thoughts and shit all fucking day. But once you stop overthinking, you're able to get into your subconscious mind easier, which is your astral senses, your spiritual side, right? So it controls your astral body. All right. It also controls your astral senses. So it's important for us to know the difference between these two and know that they're separate entities and separate beings so that we can learn them separately. And if we learn them separately, then we can figure out, hold on, which body am I using right now? Okay. Which senses am I using right now? Now we have a path forward on how we need to operate. So I talked about this a little bit earlier as well, but when you're motionless and your body is hit, Say, for example, you're in a car accident and you were asleep in the back and somebody hit the car suddenly. Your body slightly astral projects in that moment as well because your body is relaxed. So your body is asleep, but your subconscious will kicks in because you're unconscious and you're motionless. All right. So this is also why meditation and practicing managing your thoughts is important, because when you are practicing these, you are trying to reach this present moment or this unconscious state where conscious thoughts, ideas and past trauma is not interrupting your unconscious state or the present moment. So you're better able to use your astral senses in this state and get divine guidance when the subconscious will is in control and the conscious mind is suppressed. So how do we do this? You gain access to the top three chakras. Why do we need to gain access to the top three chakras? Because those are your astral, your spiritual, your non-physical energy centers. Okay. We already, all of us, right? From the moment that we're born, we start with the bottom three chakras. So most of us will evolve to the third chakra, which is our solar plexus. And then we just stop because we live in an ego environment that it isn't promote love and compassion, which is your heart space, which is the next space, next space up. Okay. We promote money, power, and sex. Those are the bottom three chakras. All right. So you need access to your top three chakras so that you can get access to your full being. All right. It's like having a car, but not knowing all the bells and whistles. Why would you, why would you want a car that you don't understand? Okay. This is your vehicle. You need to know how it works in all states of being so that you're never lost and you're never confused and you're never stuck to try to figure it out. Because when you don't know a path forward, what do you experience? Fear. You experience fear and fear is just the lack of knowledge. So learn more stuff, expand your consciousness. And by just learning more stuff and expanding your consciousness, you start to gain access to your top three chakras, which are also higher learning. All right. So it's really important. All right, so an example of people who clearly have accessed their astral senses are going to be mediums and psychics. They are able to tap in, like suppress their conscious mind and tap into their subconscious mind very quickly. What are they doing? They're communicating with spirits who are on the astral plane. That is what they're doing. They're communicating with your body on the astral plane when you go to psychic healings. Okay, they're literally just doing something to your astral body. And because there's something called... Um, oh, what is it called? I, I talked about it in the last episode. Um, repercussion. There's something called repercussion and repercussion is whatever happens to your astral body happens to your physical body. All right. So if you need good examples of people slipping in and out of this astral state or this unconscious subconscious state, uh, to communicate, it's 
psychic mediums. It's, it's uh, psychics. Everybody has this ability, but not everybody is tapped into it. And that's what they're, that's what they're talking about. Okay. Psychics and mediums also do life purpose readings. What is a life purpose reading? They're literally talking to your higher self. Okay. They literally are directly communicating with your higher self. You can do that as well. All right. Now, everything that we have been learning up until this point is figuring out how to suppress the subconscious mind. Okay. That's what you're doing when you're meditating. That's when you, what you're doing when you're doing visualizations. Okay. That's what you're doing when you're trying to get out of survival mode. Everything is about suppressing that conscious mind because your conscious mind is what makes you worry. It's what makes you feel. It's what makes, gives you anxiety and stress. It's overthinking. It comes from your conscious mind. If you can suppress that and stop overthinking, then you get to just exist and be, and then you can actually hear the guidance that's coming in. Okay. It's getting past those bottom three chakras. Okay. But what also happens when you um, suppress the subconscious mind is you start to develop new neural pathways coming from your brain, which signals your body on what to do. Who talks about that? Dr. Joe Dispenza. Everybody is saying the exact same thing. Okay. Every single, we're saying the exact same thing, but everybody's going about it differently. Okay. He's going from a more scientific, um, understanding where we're going from a more like spiritual understanding, but it's all saying the same thing. If you connect the freaking dots and you start actually listening and you really fully understand this, you'll realize that everybody's saying the same thing. Okay. So, um, that's, so in the, in the present moment, okay, that's what Dr. Joe Dispenza says, but, or when you're in your subconscious mind, when you've suppressed your conscious mind, that is where all the magic happens. Anything that you want, anything that you desire, you can actually hear guidance on it and you can tell your spirit guides what you want and communicate with them directly and they'll bring it to you. You have to just ask. Okay. So I hope this really brings things full circle for everyone. Okay. Cause everything that we've been talking about is leading up to this. We heal by accepting every part of ourself. Okay. Then you start getting proper guidance from your higher self, which comes from you balancing your chakras. Okay. And getting access to those top three chakras. Once you can do that, then you don't have to be in survival mode or operating out of those survival instincts or those bottom three chakras, constantly pumping anxiety hormones into your body to where you can't get no freaking sleep because it suppresses melatonin, you know, and you can start living your life operating based on how you were designed to operate. This is how your body actually functions. Nobody ever Ever told you though. Okay. So we were purposely taken out of alignment. What I teach is how to get us back into that alignment. Okay. So use your birth chart, use astrology, human design, soul contract, your life path, number, managing your thoughts, meditation, balancing your chakras. These are all tools to get you back into alignment because somebody pulled you out of alignment and they're purposefully trying to keep you there. Okay. These are tools. This is a solution. This podcast is the solution. Okay. So, um, then once you get, once you start being able to use these tools, once you get into a place where you're not in survival mode and when you're not at a lower vibration and you're able to raise your vibration, then you can use the astral plane to help you in your ascension and evolution process. Okay. So you need to expand your consciousness, learn as much as you possibly can learn because that helps you develop those top three chakras, which are about higher learning. Okay. It's about expanding your consciousness past me and going into we. It's about going to this place of service to others instead of being about service to self. Okay. So I really hope that this is bringing it full circle uh, for you guys. That is the goal of this game called life though, is to evolve. Okay. It is to make sure that you don't let your traumas and your emotions and all of that stick to you. And you're able to keep moving and keep flowing. All right. So 
once you're able to get this proper guidance and get out of survival mode, um, you can then evolve into your true authentic self, your true state of being. This is how you take your power back. This is how you live in your true purpose. And this is why your, your soul came to, this is why your soul chose to come here to evolve and to learn. Okay. So you have to do your due diligence. You have to make sure that you're constantly trying to be a better version of yourself and that you are also not infringing upon anybody's, um, journey. Right. And you understand it from this higher perspective of what this place is and what we came here to do. Now, one thing about me, I'm going to start preaching in the middle of a segment. So, <laughs> so I thank y'all so much. Don't judge me. But I really be wanting us to be OK. I really be wanting us to understand what we are so that we can start getting the life that we want. Because when I say y'all, my life is changing so drastically by me learning this information and there was no way in hell like I'm talking about it so drastically that I started a fucking podcast I wrote a fucking book and I never thought I started doing human design readings who like if you just told me this a year ago I would have laughed at you for real right but I started doing all of this because I started seeing it I thought the proof was in the motherfucking pudding I asked for something now and my spirit guides answer immediately immediately don't pass go don't collect two hundred dollars it's like what you want baby okay cool why because i'm in a state of attracting how do you get in a state of attracting get access to your top three chakras because your bottom three chakras repel your top two, three chakras attract i talked about that in episode one okay so everything should be leading up to this moment y'all anyways back to what i was talking about now another part we need to understand about astral projection is the trans state sleep and neurosis why because this is what's going to explain night terrors sleep paralysis and everything to us i know i hit on it earlier in the episode but i really need to bring this full circle for y'all okay so when you are astral projecting consciously meaning you're aware the etheric body uh starts out in a trans state okay so you're kind of in this state of a trance all right now trans state is uh located between your conscious and your unconscious mind that's what you need to know about that now when a dream starts the person usually experiences the feeling of falling but this is due to the muscular system re relaxing okay so you feeling like you falling is your muscles relaxing in your body okay so the last time I astral projected, I actually felt like I was flipping backwards and I was falling backwards, but I just kind of went with the flow. I didn't, I, it startled me because I, I felt it happening, but I also was just like, stay calm. You know what's happening. Okay. That's why it's important. Cause if you know, you know, all right. But if you're fully conscious and, um, it always starts out for me, for me falling from the sky, <laughs> whenever I'm about to astral project, I haven't figured it out all the way. So I end up falling from the sky. And one time I landed face down on a concrete. I didn't feel anything, but it was just like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. So, um, if you wake up suddenly when this is happening, right, when your body is starting to try to astral project, um, then a delay between your conscious mind and your su subconscious will will happen. All right. Now, this delay is what people call night terror, sleep paralysis, uh, night paralysis. OK, when your actual physical chemical body is still asleep and your conscious mind has not signaled, signaled it to wake up, but your subconscious will is still in your body preparing to astral project. So this is the partial consciousness or partially astral projected. That's what's happening in night terrors It's the beginning of astral projection, actually. OK, so. um. 
This is typically caused more frequently. The night terrors and sleep paralysis is typically caused more frequently in people who have extreme fatigue, people who are going through illnesses because the body is weaker, but also um, people who experience nervous strain or stress. Now, the reason why it happens in those people is neurosis. And if you don't know what neurosis is from a scientific standpoint, if you look it up, it's a mental disorder that um, is caused by repressed trauma. Okay, but from an energy perspective, it is when your body basically lacks the ability to obtain energy. Okay, so you don't have enough energy in your body, meaning your physical body, your chemical body, or your astral light body. You don't have enough energy in either body to actually project. So it's like your body starts to try to astral project, but it gets stuck because there's not enough energy there. All right, so. How do we fix this, Taja, so that we're not uh, going through night terrors all the time? Because again, when you're in night terrors, right, I said your conscious mind is not up and has not signaled your body. So that means your subconscious will is in control, which means your astral senses, which means you're on the astro, you're kind of in the astro plane, astro state, which means what? Your fears, your traumas, all of that is right there staring you in the face. Okay, so how do we fix this, Taja? Well, shadow work. That's number one, numero uno, I will be preaching that into the day that I leave this mug. Two, if we're saying that you're lacking energy, you need to do stuff that raises your vibration, that makes you more electrical, okay? Because we have melanin in our body, melanin actually conducts electricity, which makes us like, y'all remember that static shock, that superhero who is super electric? That's who we are. That's literally who we are, okay? So you need to eat foods that are electrical. What are electrical foods? Raw fruits and veggies that come from the earth. Why? Because earth is built in our likeness. Earth is electric as well so we need foods that are born into electric electricity okay raw fruits and veggies also the sun sun gazing sun bathing those are things that raise our electrical energy they activate our dna all right so you need to be doing that crystal gazing is a thing grounding going and put your feet in the earth because like i said the earth holds a certain vibration and we actually tend to match the vibration of certain things put your feet in in the ground okay don't do it with shoes because most shoes are made out of rubber why are that why do they have a rubber sole and a rubber bottom because rubber does not conduct electricity why it disconnects you from the earth period point blank it disconnects you from the earth put your feet in the ground guys now i ain't gonna say it again listen to your girl she might tell you a joke but she'll never tell you a lie. Okay, so do things like that, all right? Do shadow work. Make sure you go to a therapist if you need to. Go get help. It's okay to have help, all right? But you need to start um, raising your vibration, okay? Make sure that you're studying, doing higher learning stuff, doing meditation, doing yoga, do stuff like that. Fill your day with stuff that you love, but also do stuff to move around because this is energy and energy sometimes gets stuck, and you need to be able to move it. How do you do that? Sometimes cardio, sometimes working out. All right, you can do any of these things. Choose your poison, but do something so that you can start operating at your full capacity, okay? Also, make sure you're getting good sleep. I told y'all about y'all human design, and based on your human design, it tell, I told y'all how y'all should sleep, all right? Make sure that you're getting enough sleep throughout the night. Make sure that you're meditating so you can manage your thoughts, so you can get out of survival mode, so you can stop suppressing your melatonin, and you can actually recharge, Okay, now the ball is in your court, sis. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just the messenger. All right. So energy has a cosmic essence. All right. And we are literally dealing with energy every day because energy is everywhere. We are energy and it pours in and out of our etheric body or our astral body at each day. 
um, which acts as an energy condenser. So emotions, information, feelings, ideas, communication, movement, all of those are energy in motion. Now, in my previous episode, I explained that when we are receiving divine guidance, we get it through our crown chakra, okay? But we get it through our medulla, medulla oblongata, okay? Crown chakra area. So you get it through the higher chakras. That's why you need them to be developed enough to be able to take in that consciousness because we only can receive consciousness at our same level of consciousness. That's why it's important to expand your consciousness through learning new things, through learning your being, learning who you are, okay? Because once you do, then it's like, oh my gosh, this they're ready, they're ready. Okay, let me give them some more information, all right? So when the etheric body or the astral body is in balance, it becomes a magnet, okay? It becomes so magnetic that it attracts universal energy or divine energy, whatever you want to call it. So the astral body is accessed through your third eye chakra. This is what I mean when I say when you reach your top three chakras, which are associated with your spiritual astral side, you enter into a state of attracting, okay? This is why, because your etheric body and your astral body is actually super magnetic, Okay. So we talked about this in episodes before, but I just wanted to bring that full, full circle, okay? Another thing I want to bring full circle is sleep paralysis happens neither when neither your astral body or physical body, again, has enough uh, energy and it starts to try to separate your consciousness from your body at the beginning of astral projection. You wake up during this process or become conscious as you're experiencing a delay between the two bodies. So... Why should I know this? Because if you understand that only the conscious mind can move the body or initiate movement of the body and also understand that your astral body or etheric body is what you're using in sleep paralysis, then you can deduce that panicking is not going to do nothing for you, baby. It's not going to help you at all because your unconscious mind rules the astral body, not the physical body. So there's no way in that state that you're going to be able to tell your body, I mean, that you're going to be able to jolt your body, body into moving. Okay, you have to calm down so that you can connect your astral and your physical body. Okay, so imagine, like I said, if you want to continue to astral project, imagine yourself floating to the ceiling. Why? Because we're talking about your subconscious will and it can actually do that. All right. That is something that can actually happen in that state. Now, if you want to go back into your body, you need to relax, set the intention, but have a strong intention. All right. This is why knowledge is power. And this is why people say knowledge Knowledge comes with power because if you don't know that this is happening and you panic, you typically feel scared and you feel powerless, right? But if you do understand what body you are using and how both of them function, then you're able to get yourself out of the situation and there's no need for you to panic or fear or any of that. When you do your shadow work, you're not going to be in a low vibration to where you see those low vibrational beings that are hanging around you waiting for you to F up, okay? You can stay calm and relaxed and you know how to navigate, all right? Now, also, remember, nervousness and emotions are not a favorable reaction during separation or while using the astral body. So conscious astral projection cannot be performed by people who can't control their emotions. That's why I said, what? Manage your thoughts. Okay, girl, you heard me. I ain't going to say too much else. Okay. Also, dizziness. Whenever you get dizzy. Um, the astral body is not feeling related to the physical body. And that's why you start feeling like everything is moving around you is because your astral body is out of whack with your physical body. Okay. And you start to stagger and the astral body is weakening its connection with the physical body and starting to separate because usually when you get Disney dizzy, what happens? You lose consciousness or you're about to lose consciousness and you astral project every time you lose consciousness. Okay. 
All right, y'all. So this is where I'm going to stop the episode because next episode, we're going to talk about the astral cord, that silver cord I explained in the beginning. We're going to really jump into depth about that. And um, yeah, we'll talk more about astral projection and what else you guys need to know. Um, I'm really excited about this because I can't wait to start talking about like lucid dreaming and start talking about like the, the higher level stuff that we need to know. And now that we understand ourselves and our being, we'll be able to talk about that freely and y'all actually understand what the hell I'm talking about. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love y'all. Please leave me some reviews on these podcast apps. Also, you can leave it, leave it on my YouTube. I don't care, but I love y'all deep, happy healing people. And I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>